Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is September 20th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. I've got Derek Condent with me. I've got Mark Joseph, I hope. I hope Walt gets back. We're having a problem with the sound. That's <laughs> something new. Um, so I'm just going to say uh, to Derek, you there, Derek? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And Mark, you're here? Yeah. And Nancy. Hey, Derek. Hello. Everybody. Well, we definitely know it was Walt. It was the problem. Is he back? No, <laughs> not yet. yet. He's, he's, rebooting, he's rebooting his system. <sighs> anyway. System rebooted. And talk. Uh, he activated a Skype noise cancellation. He's, I he's think that... Yeah. Excellente. You, you, you took it off or you put it in, on? I, I put it on. It was off, and then I, I activated. I, I, it, it's you get three settings: auto, low, and high. So I chose auto. Okay. Uh, I hope that did it. Yeah, we don't have it now. Now, were you? Uh, did you reboot? No. You. That's the only thing you changed. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Any, <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway. Well, no, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad we figured out what it was. Um, interesting. So, um, okay, so I don't know what we're going to talk about. Derek, do you have something right off the bat? Um, yeah, I can talk about what I did last night. Um, and let me, um, now I'm trying to jump real quickly into my email and figure out the correct name. But basically, I was out, I was a guest speaker last night um, at just a, uh, a private, um, I don't know, I guess we'll say group. So what I was invited out there to speak about here um, was Shungite and Shungite beehives. So I'm not going to get into all that, but what I'm going to get in and why I'm bringing this up is the interesting part that uh, when I was there on this property, it was, um, you know, eight or 10 acres or so, kind of just to give you a visual, out in green rolling hills with some trees and um, little creeks going through there. So a real beautiful area, big house on there and a little um, another side house where they were having this gathering. So the little event center um, just set up really awesome, too, by the way. So <clears throat> what I'm saying is the energy there was fantastic. I got a tour of the property and shown around before I started speaking. And then here's where the interesting part for me comes in. I was there, I think, two hours total left. And at the border of the property, literally as we were driving out, and Jalissa was with me, um, I and I was driving um, our cars. We were leaving. I got, I'll just say, took a hit in the forehead. So you'd call it the frontal lobe, right in the top of the forehead there. 
um, to where it felt like I was just being zapped and microwaved like crazy. And it was literally on the money and instantaneous at that spot. I actually had to pull over and have Jalissa drive because I just couldn't do it. Um, and so that's why I'm bringing that up because to show that, and I can, I can get into some of the details and I'll just say also, um, someone's group didn't like me speaking there sort of thing. Um, and they couldn't kind of get to me until I got to a certain area. So it was a really unique situation. Again, I'm bringing it up now because again, it just happened a matter of hours ago, um, last night. Uh, and then there was that one of those direct things that it's not kind of vague. Oh, maybe this ties to that or the other. No, on the money, literally as you hit it. Um, and because it was so that property was so, uh, in my terms, armored with love and we were all, um, you know, sharing what you can say truth with each other and, and just talking, you know, in my part, I was talking to Shungite and Shungite beehives. Um, it was once I got out of that is when I was, uh, I'll just say a little more accessible. So then I had to, you know, be more conscious of my armor in the moment, meaning turn around and deal with some stuff. So, but when it's that blatant in my life, it's, it's just, again, and a lot of these things I don't have a chance to talk about, and this isn't even a strong, well, I don't know what strong would mean. Um, I don't know. Uh, a, a big circumstance from my perspective, I've had others, but again, I move through them so quickly that I forget um, and they happen so often, but I did want to point this out and there must be a reason for it. Maybe it's for somebody listening or Nancy or something, um, but it was interesting that that had happened last night. So I don't know if you want to go anywhere with that or not, or if you have another topic. Yeah. What do you suspect that, that attack was coming from? What do you, I mean, because you're so sensitive. I mean, it should just be more than just an attack. It, you should be able to go back to the source of that attack and actually get an x-ray of everyone involved. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Yeah, that's exactly what I do too. Because then I get, you know, it's like somebody smacking you in the back of the head as you're walking down the hallway in high school or something like that. Well, well I'm, let me tell you, I'm not the guy who's going to keep walking. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to look and see and so that's what I did, of course, because, you know, I don't, I don't take kindly to that way. And that hurt, like physically, I'm grabbing my head. And if I'm moving my arms, like grabbing my ear or head or something like that, it's it's really physically strong. And then I turn on the my my perception. So I start looking at it energetically to the degree I can, Walt, because at the time and they. OK, well, I just kind of gave a little t a hint away. They saw what I was trying to do when I turned around to look at that and my ears are ringing right now. Both of them lit up um, and then they started scrambling it more. So trying to limit my vision. So that told me a whole. So I was in a little player. I'll just call it a card game that then told me, oh, it's not just a energy thing in the environment. After I got off this this area filled with love, that property that, oh, just a differential. Uh, uh. There was a pushback and it was responding to me. So that told me more that, well, there's a consciousness involved or, you know, something's going on because they were watching me. So then, yes, I looked back. Um, okay, I don't know how I describe this one. What it, there were what we would call entities involved, but they weren't like ETs driving a spaceship up there. They were in a layer of energy. Okay, this was a valley. Uh, actually, I guess a couple valleys and there's probably another name for this, but a lot of low lying areas and then the creeks would go here then wherever so off of the property and it was off above it somehow um so i don't know what, how you would say higher than the property but anyway it was and just off of it there was a frequency and i'm just going to describe the terms i have it's the only way i can get it out there was a and it looked 
I don't even want to say it that way. I was going to say it looked like an eyeball shape, but it was that shape, whatever you would call that as. And it was a pocket of frequency or energy that I did pick up on other entities watching me. And they weren't friendly. They weren't, you know, outright malicious. But what they were trying to do was like, again, I, I hate it being so vague, but they were like trying to... Per, hmm. Maybe copy energies off of me or something like that is what it was. Well, you hate being vague, but what you said was pretty out, out, outright direct. You were you were not greeted beneficially. It wasn't it wasn't a possible it wasn't a positive greeting. I mean, you didn't feel joy or thankfulness or or even oh I'm so happy to see you after so many years. I haven't no. It was it was outright uncomfortable, uh, physically jarring. So I don't see that as a as a very uh, highly positive encounter. Oh no, yeah, and they were all. Just, and then I'll get kind of to the point here too. They weren't happy. I was reminding, and these are my terms. And they were saying they would say make aware um, that they're humans that they had attached to. And again, I'm using these vague terms here that living um, aware of other things. You know, putting their puzzle pieces together. Um, I was teaching about armoring and shungite, and that was the big thing, by the way, shungite, because we actually took little baggies, um, little see-through, I don't know what they're called, but little colorful bags, little fancy ones, maybe put a ring in or something. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I had them all, I had them put together a bunch of these little baggies with a little shungite nugget in there and a little half of geode. So for those that don't know, just think a little round um, crystal it's a clump of dirt cut in half that's hollow with a bunch of crystals inside um i think most people know geodes are so we gave him one of those in this bag with a little wooden love heart we always like to give you know that love frequency um in our energy so they got a little bag of energy devices as everybody listening knows so they got to see that um and that made some of their attachments i didn't say guides or guardians or something like that not real happy um, because that then helps that human, that entity in human form, more easily remove those attachments is what was happening. So, so there you have it. They weren't very positive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it took me a while to, <clears throat> excuse me, get through this because, again, I was continually, and they were literally trying to, like, erase my head when I was looking. I'm like, what are you, what are you even thinking? I'm like, I, it kind of pissed me off, to be honest. So then, well, what is that? So if I'm getting pissed off that's energy and i know that because i'm conscious so because of that then i get more and more so then i'm not the guy you really want to mess with and i deal with stuff from there but it was that whole thing um of not happy with what i was sharing so well and then i'll tell you i'm also that guy that says well now i'm going to do it twice as much what are you going to you know so well now, now that they've revealed themselves unfortunately now they've opened up the door for them to be cleared out of that region at all completely already done closed uh, shut the eyeball skipped out of this space and time we'll say so i always again unless it's brought up i have to i can't get into that limit what i say but you just got into it so i'll just say i closed that eye and, and moved it so i wasn't happy with that being there um and then i don't walk around doing that stuff but also just to be blunt don't smack me in the back of the head when I'm moving through that environment. That, that's not a bright thing to do in that whole walking through the hallway analogy I was talking about, or, you know, so. But I, I think that the reason they became so blatantly obvious is all, must also be the, the work of the Shanghai grid, because you go around spreading so much Shanghai, you're making it really difficult for these folks to try to get away with anything. 
because now they're more visible, more more detectable, so to speak. You're you're more. I think you're a whole heck of a lot more intuitive than you realize. Well, and now that <laughs> grid, because that was the part of it I left out for a reason until it got brought up. That was done. Shungai gridded. They were talked about. We got well into the Shungai grid. In fact, I told them, hey, guess what? That nugget's good for. I just gifted you. Um, so they're going to do that. And, and then we gave them an extra. I don't know. We put a pack of seventy-five of these things together, and we told them go throw it in your water. This that, and they were all going. They were all doing it. So it's exactly what you were saying. Um, and we did talk about that. So, and then I'm coming, I don't know, sometime in the future, I'll come back and um, do an introductory to beekeeping, Shungai beekeeping um, course as well in person too. So that'll be fun. Mm. Yeah, it was, okay, so we, that's, I, go ahead, Nancy. Well, we got Mark on the line. I never even introduced him. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Joseph, Mark, are you there? I hope he's on the line. He's um, still in the bathroom? He might be on a break still. Oh, 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 oh. That I was say, in chat. I, you just didn't see it. I didn't. Well, no, because I'm trying. I'm looking at all a different screen. Um, okay, so you really pissed them off because you brought Shung. It wasn't it probably wasn't anything you were going to say. Even it was the fact that the Shungite was there. Um, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I know that was a big tie on it because yeah, that was a huge part of it. Um, yeah, so no, it was interesting. It was a lot of fun, though. Do you know a story? Uh, uh, or have you ever heard of? Um, oh, jeez. Uh, okay, Walt, are you putting your mic on? Anybody? I'm. I'm going. I'm muting now. Okay. Um, gosh, why am I having a? I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, Harold. Harold. Harold Walt, who is his last name? Mark uh, Harold Harold, the guy with the black goo. Have you ever heard it? Well, we've talked I about the black. Oh, you mean Kautzvilla? Uh, Harold Kautzvilla. I think he's only going by Villa now because I think it, he divorced his wife. Um, but anyway, he he talked about the black goo and a lot of other things. But Cots. one of the things Harold Cots. Say, Oh, it's Cots now. He dropped the villa. I don't know. K A U T Z. Yeah. Oh, Vela's the add-on. Cots Vela. Oh, okay. So I knew he dropped one of them. Okay. Um, but he, he he was talking about the uh, demiurge. Did I say that right, Walt? <laughs> so I walked. Yes, Walt. the demiurge. Yeah, demiurge. He said he said that. Um, there was a demiurge, and there's a long story behind it, but it's it's bit basically a, a kind of creative consciousness, not much of a creative consciousness because it creates havoc and evil. Um, but that this this is what the problem was, was that we had this demiurge on Earth that was screwing with everything, including Guy and, and everybody else. Okay, so, but, so he, he, he was really popular for a while and then he dropped off and I didn't hear anything about him or see anything about him for a couple of years. And then I came across him. He had just had done this uh, show with a guy in Israel and he said the Demiurge is gone. And so the guy in Israel is like, well, where did it go? And he says, I don't know where it went, but it's gone. And he said, well, why did it leave? And Harold said he it left 
because somebody found the antidote. All right, I go antidote. And so then, thank God the guy asked the question. He said, well, when did this happen? And he said, about a year ago. And he said, and so then the guy says to him, well, do you, do you know what this, what this, you know, antidote was? And he said, no. And he said, do you know who did it? And he said, no, but I'll tell you, if I knew, I would not say. Okay, and so I'm, I go back and I look at the where, when I heard it and when he said the demiurge went and the demiurge was was gone when we began to focus on it with the Shungite. And I think it was Shungite. I think that our the, this is such a massive story. Um, you know, somebody called said that I was from an obscure radio station. Uh, somebody taking stuff about Shanghai and said, from an obscure radio station. And I thought, <laughs> we're not obscure at all. You know, this, this radio station and the people that come to it as listeners and as people interacting with it, we're not little. We have a massive audience of all sorts of galactics and people who are watching us because we're in the we're, it's 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 like we're on this huge wave but we're standing on it we're surfing it and everybody else is trying to get up and we we Walt, me now derek and everybody else we were led to shungite it's always been here for pretty near always but we were led to it to open it up to the masses. Remember, Gaia said, get Shungite to the masses. And I even questioned the word masses. But now, every time I turn around, somebody is using the word masses in the in the context of humanity. So, yeah, I, I think that Shungite is incredibly more influential and more, quotes, powerful um, than anyone can imagine. That's just my take on it, but you know, from and so you've got people out there that are, you know, galactics, but they're not cheering for us. It's like we're in a football game, you know. Those are the those are the opposition, and the opposition is like, what do we do about this stuff? It keeps spreading and spreading and spreading, you know, and so. Yeah, I think that that it's it's the Shungite and that we're all part of the Shungite reality. We're becoming Shungite beings, just like Andrew Bartz has said. Anyway, I'll take it over, guys. Mark, do you have anything? I always go to Mark. My, my go-to guy. Is anybody listening to me? Are you guys up? I know. I felt that earlier. Like, am I alone? Is anybody here? <laughs> I don't what know. The- Mark, are you back? No. I'm here, but I, I keep muting my microphone so you don't get any stray sounds. Thank you. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, what do you? What's your take on it, Derek? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. On oh, the uh, the demi urging you were talking about. I don't really have. I don't. I've never heard of anything like that. So I don't have an understanding for that. With, with that's what you're talking about, or the Shungai. I mean, I can always talk Shungai, of course. I mean. 
Okay, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you don't know that story. No, I mean I may know it by a different, you know, story down here in 3D, as I like to well, call does it. Does it feel? Does it feel true? <laughs> you might not know the details, but does it feel true? It's it feels true to the level. Uh, oh my gosh, how do I say that? We have <clears throat> we have such odd understandings and or limited understandings down here in 3D. I mean, all of us that it's we, we tend to put stories together. So and the stories can be part story, but that doesn't matter because they still the overall effect. I, I, I'm trying to say there's lots of ways to work the math problem to get to the answer. So even if some part of the story air quotes here isn't exactly like like somebody says it's an entity. Well, maybe it's a just a frequency coming through or whatever. It doesn't matter if it was dubbed this, that, and the other. That's why I remove myself from the 3D terms and look at, that's why I do that and look at things energetically. Then I don't get stuck in the, trying to work through the math problem of what's going on, the metaphysical event or encounter, whatever it is, looking at it from limitations of time, of space, of blah, blah, blah. It's all energy. And then I go from there and that's what gives me a really big perspective getting to do that. Um, so, I'll say, uh, yes, something was changed and or removed that helped the overall frequencies. But when I come in from the, I'll just say, wide energy perspective, because it's not really an outer thing, um, it looks different to me. So I wouldn't see a, a, a figure. I don't know if they're if it was they were alluding to an entity, uh, the damage, or is that like a group energy or something? I don't know. And I don't know if you want to keep talking about that anyway. Oh, yeah, no, I do because we're talking interology. Okay. Oh. All right. So I I okay. He he didn't indicate it was a well, he just sort of indicated it was a group, but it's more uh, my interpretation of what it was what he was saying originally was that he was talking about Satan. Okay, our figure of that overall consciousness of evil that you know is trying to get your souls and your energy oh okay i have a whole story yeah that's why i didn't uh accumulate into a visual for me because it's not a thing um, no it isn't a thing and i agree with you but it's the way that human beings see the story how else are they going to explain it all right now what i see is that uh, the years of evilness the energy of evil that has been permeating from a very small group of people. But again, reality and rule two, reality depends on how much energy. Now it says, you know, that, okay, reality is what you think it is and majority rules, but it's not the majority. And I've said this from the beginning, it's not numbers of people. It's how much energy is being, you know, thrown into the mix by people. And so if you've got a lot of people who are just human beings living their life, you know, going day to day, and then you've got another group of people that are really evil. I mean, they, I don't know where they came from or what, why, you know, but they're there. And it's this evil energy that is built up in the, you know, in the core matrix of the earth, the bio matrix of the earth and so that is what people what he i think was was speaking of this all encompassing powerful mind control stuff that was there and you bring shungite into the picture you start spreading it all over the world shungite cannot do evil it starts to 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 negate the negativity 
So it wasn't like somebody went up to this guy and said, I'm bigger than you are, get the hell out of here. It was the change of the energetic framework of the biosphere. And I think Shungite did that. We did it. Well, isn't it our job in the new reality to clean house? Apparently. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Apparently. You know. Uh, yeah, as I say, well, I'm going to tell you, that's a synchronicity from yesterday again, too. That exact term was said to me about, asked, basically asked me to, well, literally, clean house. Mm. So, yeah, there's a, a confirmation of synchronicity or breadcrumb in that as well. Well, maybe that's the key thought we need to have, you know, because I was thinking the same thing. My house is clean. You're mute, mute yourself. Well, my house was clean from, you know, I mean, I just had visitors and I got the little robot that runs around and stuff, but I felt like I had to get up and smudge. Like there was something happening, you know, so I, and it, it, it focused me on the concept of cleaning. You know, it's not just having a clean house, it's having a clean energy field all around us. So maybe the the what they're trying to nudge us to, to think about right now is that, okay, we've got all everything's the framework of the new earth, the framework of new energy and pure energy coming through. Just you need to clean out the other stuff. You need to get rid of that other energy. So if we just kind of like focus on, you know, instead of having a, okay, get a broom in your mind, you know, and just like, okay, I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning all this energy out of here. Jesus, I'm doing it and I can feel the. Well, we, we know that, okay, we, we know the cabal is being cleaned off and a lot of their nefarious activities have been, was, have ceased. Yes, I understand that. But they've been doing what they've been doing for centuries. Isn't there bound to be energies and vibrations lingering from all that time? And that has to be cleaned off. That's what we need to clean off. Get rid of it and focus on this negative energy that has nothing to do with you personally. It's, it, it does, but, you know, no, no, just a whole think of think of just cleaning Earth, going around, get rid, get rid of that, get rid of that energy, get rid of that energy, get rid of that bad energy. It's not here. If it if Gaia is not creating the energy, then get rid of it. It's not Gaia's. Anything that's not Gaia's, get rid of it. Anyway, Mark, what do you think? <laughs> is he back yet? God, I hope he's over. Yeah, getting the mute. Okay, okay. Thanks. Okay. Have you been listening? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Had it on. Um, so another approach to this, it's... it's in the line of what you're talking about is um uh I'm I'm reading this this uh review description of uh this book called The Revival Path to a New Earth and New Human by Penny Kelly. Um there's a saying among off world people. It goes, There's no point in trying to change the world, instead change the people. Um they are the ones who make the world. When a new world is being born, help the people to become new humans. So in your other shows, you're talking about um, transition and and really interesting hearing Dolly being the almost canary in the coal mine as far as the preview of the next world and what she's been experiencing. So instead of and then you have that saying by uh, Buckminster Fuller about um, um, 
not fighting the old world, but creating the new. And so it's it's this uh, balancing act almost of uh, you know not looking back so much as creating. So um, yeah, really interesting as far as so an example of that. So I want to recommend people to listen to the Say What show from Saturday. It was really good as far as um, a lot of Shungite stuff, um, especially in regards to uh, Walt's Cloudbuster up in um, Northern California with the fires and the the details of that. And so we did have a big rain here. I think it was Saturday, Saturday night. Oh, oh no, no, it was Sunday, Sunday. Um, and so that was up further too in in, in Northern California. And then that thing about Shanghai being having a certain gravity and attracting people. Um, Carrie Cassidy of Project Camelot was also talking about the fires because she had moved from Southern California into the Sierra Nevada or Sierra Mountains area. She didn't specify exactly where, but um, that's another thing as far as, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Gravitating towards towards where, where we're moving into. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I have to add about that. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, you made a re remark about Dolly, and I'd like to to ask you about this, Derek. You're still here? <laughs> I'm going to check before we talk to anybody. You still here, Derek? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So, I'm going to let Walt, again, we did this on Saturday too, but I'm going to let Walt tell you his uh what was said to him many, many decades ago and see if you resonate with it or what you can get out of this really interesting concept of, you know, dying before you, you you're essentially your body is being completely incarnated, redone while you you haven't passed over into the other side because they, because you don't, we don't want to lose the time of having you grow up again. <laughs> you know, it took it took, you know, in Dolly's case, uh, you know, some 70 years to get to the point that she's at and her body's given out. Well, instead of having her die and go to the other side and then have to come back and go through a baby state, you know, no, just we can make the change while she's still physically her spirit is still physically in that body. Just re rebirth that body. So, Walt, can you do that for me, please? Um, what Dr. Costa told you all those years back? Yeah, that was back in 2005. Uh, Dr. Costa, he, who's the founder of the Institute of Thought in San Diego, um, unfortunately, it's no longer functioning. Uh, Dr. Costa left sometime at the beginning of this year. Uh, I think he's he was well over a hundred. He was already <clears throat> he was already in his 90s when. He was given around going around the world and the cities, different cities, teaching classes on the 15th step. And that was in 2005. So uh, he must have left. He must have been 110 or something. Well, in, in any way, uh, the reason he went around, he went around teaching this uh, very light transpersonal, uh, transpersonal hypnotherapy process that he called the 15th step process where the person is uh, induced into this very light trance. I mean, the person is not asleep. They can go up, get up, and go to the bathroom if they need to. 
but their their the focus and their level of consciousness is moved from the head into the body brain because as he explained the 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 area of the body that's called the pit of the stomach is where you have the body brain because the the body has its own animal soul different from our high soul and by moving your consciousness there you're actually able to contact and speak to connect uh look depending on your senses see your guides and the the work that was being done at the time is to uh he, he would it was part of the induction when you were doing the induction and you were gu being guided you would walk down 20 steps then you would walk up you would walk down 20 steps in order to be at the one because you you what you were wanting to make sure is that your consciousness was at one not below one or above one always to be at one and then when you're there you would walk up 15 steps before you would walk up the steps you would describe to whoever's guiding you the appearance of the steps because the appearance made a lot of made a, a, a big difference like if a person saw the steps were made of crystals it means that they don't have any 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 karma left left to contend with. So different people would see steps made of stone. They would see steps made of wood. Steps made of all kinds of material, and it 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 actually meant something as to what was the state of that person. Now, once you reach the 15 steps, you would say, "I, I am here for my divine healing and my divine teaching," and the the prime purpose of the 15 step process was to clear things that were stuck from the past from other lives or even or even this life but the the important thing was to clear up these issues because he said the the entire solar system is moving into a place a point in space where uh, all this baggage that we carry from other lives is incompatible with the energies of the earth to where it's moving so unless you you're dead set on leaving altogether he says you're not going to make it so it behooves us all to do the best we can to clean house in order to be able to make it so that's where we had so many different uh, uh experiences like uh, I, I would guide my mother on the 15 step process and she for example at one point she developed a pain in one of her shoulders and it was not it wasn't reacting to anything no no painkillers nothing nothing that we tried worked on it so i guided her on a on a 15 step process and it turned she was shown a life in france around the year the 1500 and there was this young girl drawing water from the well and it her her shoulder the same shoulder that my mom's hurt was wrapped it was bandaged it turns out that this girl had hurt herself. So I gave her, I asked her guys what she could do. Could she rescript the event or she heal her? What were the two options? So the option was to heal her. So she took away the bandage and she said to the girl, you know, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. So then in 24 hours, the pain went away and never came back. So that was, that was the, an example of how when you, address these issues that are lingering from other lives it, it it repairs the present so he says 
that is what people are going to experience that this business is you you don't have to die to move into the next world or the next life because you're doing it now while you're still living that's why so many people are experiencing so many physical distortions he says the worst of them all he says there are no medical personnel there's no doctors trained anywhere to understand and not be able to identify fourth dimensional cells so he said people that are mutating their cells to fourth dimensional cells they're going to be diagnosed with cancer they're going to be given chemotherapy and under the strain imagine a body that's transmuting itself being subjected to chemotherapy they're not going to survive and proof positive so many we started hearing there was so many more cases of people suffering uh, from cancer and dying because of it he says nobody knows what they are you know they, they don't know how to properly identify a fourth dimensional cell and then uh, years later I remember uh, speaking with this girl girl I mean lady who belonged to the Frank Jordan group and she actually did work in a laboratory and she says oh no it's it's very very uh, everything is they are so ignorant of what go, what going on they, every, every time they see some cell culture and they're unable to identify it they automatically label it as cancer mind you these these are the years before covid where now everything is labeled covid <laughs> so in essence what what for those that are, are are surviving the process because they're choosing not to go the traditional medical route which will certainly do away with you they, well, that's what they're experiencing. They're experiencing death without dying. They're moving into their new life, into the, the new reality without the need of the old body dying. And this is this is something, this has to do with the entire planet because Ra, in the, in the Law of One books, the Ra material, in, in all the other times the Earth experienced ascension, it always had the same issue. It experienced ascension, but most life forms died. That's why there's such there's are these collective um, extinction events in 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 Earth's history, because nobody could could undertake enduring that energy change. He says, but this time the planet is wanting to do this with everyone on board. He doesn't doesn't want everybody to die off to be able to ascend. It wants everybody ascending to go with it. So that's why you are having these extreme experiences, and one of them is to die without dying. So that's why <laughs> we're experiencing all these. I don't know if that's why I, I experienced that uh, uh, on Labor Day, where my reality wasn't my reality anymore. Everything is identical, same house, same pets, same everything, but I, it wasn't my house. I could not identify it or feel it as my house. Is, is it that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sharing my uh, part of my experiences. But yes, that's exactly what he, uh, what he said, what Nancy said, that a lot of people are going to experience this. Huge shifts, huge shift in energy, huge shift in consciousness, because we, you're dying without dying. You're making the move, you're making the change without the need to reincarnate again, which is so darn inconvenient because you have to go through the inconvenience of being a baby and you somebody has to clean you, somebody has to feed you, 
it, it is inconvenient, no matter no matter how you look at it. No matter, even though some people say, oh, it's so much fun, it's so much nice that, uh, well, <laughs> not, not everybody enjoy, enjoys that, uh, being stuck in childhood again. Uh, but, you know, Dali did it. She was able to switch and she's still, she's still around. He doesn't have to be a baby anymore. Not like her childhood was that enjoyable, right, Dolly? <laughs> Dolly's in chat, I'm sure. Thank you very much for that. De Derek, does that, does that resonate with you? Um, yeah, yeah, I jotted down a bunch of notes here. Um, it does, because I, I, I guess it's always a play of terms for dying and this, that. Well, at first I'd like to say, I mean, of course, I'm gonna point out the obvious. We're all immortal already, so um, that's the thing. Um, we because we're immortal beings, you know, who care? That's this is a vehicle, a body we're in. And I'll just say for one, I don't want to be in the same. I swap out my truck and or cars or Jeeps or whatever as I need to as things come out with new features or that vehicle's more adept for the environment. So, yes, there are ways of doing it um, on how Walt and that um, other person, I forget his name, was saying dying for it because nancy i think i did do that in fact Jalissa even <laughs> says it that way on one of those last trips to arizona um where i basically completely shut down i didn't even feel my heart going anymore and i was laying in the back of the truck and i, I won't get into the whole story again but i'm like oh okay well this is interesting let's let's see where we go kind of thing it was literally just that in my head and then reset um and then yes understandings and our abilities expanded from there but i'm not um I haven't gotten any younger physically. So. Well, I, I have to interrupt you, but uh, recently in one of her talks, Inelia Benz says that for people making the uh, the switch to the new reality, the average human life expectancy is 250 years. And in future generations, it's supposed to be big, longer and longer because okay. normal human lifespan is something like... Uh, something like 10,000 years, 20,000 years. Uh, the reason we haven't experienced that is because they messed around with our DNA. But that's, we're, we're undoing that as we're moving forward into the new reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually we chatted about that last night at that same event. The, uh, what I just termed was, and I'm sure it's been termed that before, your metaphysical DNA strands. Yes, those are activating. Somebody had the wherewithal asked me that question during that. I jumped in, looked, and you know did a whole spiel on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the strands are already there. Just be aware of them or activate them or however it wants to be termed. Um, and one more add on too is when we're mentioning kids, um, yes, you got it. And I agree with you all. Oh my gosh, the diaper stays that you can barely move your hand stays like, you know, driving, learning to drive the vehicle. But what I'll tell you, and I think everybody here knows that as well, it's not like it anymore because kids are coming in aware. So yeah already race car drivers and in a vehicle still you know kind of you know being built around them but they're already aware so it's not like necessarily we have to wait for our awakening moment in our whenever that tends to happen 20s 30s 40s who knows um so that's a different thing there so what i'm saying is yeah i'm gonna hang on this vehicle as long as i can um and that's gone it's tend to live over 100 years old um as i look back through the uh, the records when i asked my dad um so i I'm not selling for that anyway myself. I'm going to keep pushing it. But again, I'm just coming in from the big picture view that I'm not. So if I do, if an asteroid falls on me tomorrow and I do check out of this place, well, then I'm going to get a new hot rod, jump in that already aware and hit the floor of the, the racetrack in nitrous, which I kind of do already. Um, 
I do want to add on one other thing about the the description that Walt was getting into um, about that process. I think he said 15 steps um, and the different ways they perceive. Okay, when I'm looking at all of that, and I'm just kind of skirting around it for a reason, just for conversation. Um, what he was doing there was getting us to think or move energies in a certain way to get out of restrictions or attachments or limitations, and then you advance. So yes, you can get into some hardcore description, and I don't know that it was this, I'm just saying, um, the, this exact process you gotta do, and this means that, I, I would suggest to all of us listening to that, it's a something well worth listening to, but don't go too OCD on the exact terms, see it more as a, a guideline saying, well, he's trying to get us to think these certain ways. So yes, that that process gets the job done, but know that you can do it another way as well. And that means you can twist that recipe, as I like to term it. So if he talks 15 stairs and let's say you don't like stairs and you're scared of heights, well, then change it to something else in your head. But I love that he was getting in that storyline in 3D for us to visualize. And when you're visualizing what we would term advancing up a staircase or something, that's when I look at that from the energy perspective, which I didn't always do it that way because I was looking at it from the 3D story. Oh, you have to get somewhere. Uh-uh. I sat down, shut up, looked at it from energy and saw, oh, when we play these 3D stories in our head that we're doing this, that, or the other, it moves an energy this way. <clears throat> so what I'm trying to get across here is that there's always another perspective on it. Um, so uh, and on the death thing, I'm I'm not concerned about death myself. And uh, I do agree, Walt, that those people, and I'm so I'm not like skirting around saying, um, I don't think people are going to live hundreds of years because by the way, it's already happening. We're already there. It's already done. Um, so I completely agree with that. I'm just trying to give, you know, a wider picture as well. So just reminding us, remember, the kids are already coming in. And I see that darn near on a daily basis um, in person or they come in sessions or remote or I just talk to the mom and all the sitting there. I don't, I don't mind the edit time, but uh, if I'm going to be here 200 years, uh, I don't want to be I don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want that. Good luck on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <clears throat> now, but I'd also uh, suggest that. This is a classroom and you, it's a classroom built with certain lessons. So all of us tend to, and I'm being vague here for a reason, but it'll kind of tie together. We tend to think we're here to change this classroom to this, that, and the other type of class. I'll just put it this way. We're in math class, and I don't like math, by the way. So we're in math class. Well, we're not all all of a sudden going to turn it into PE or physical education. That's not a thing. That's another reality, another thing. We're here to learn lessons so that when we do these other classes, we can take what we learn here or there. It's not about changing everything around us. It's about looking inside and changing the way you perceive your reality. That's a thing. Um, so I don't know. I'll, I'll pass it back to you, Nancy. Oh, I was having a good time listening to you, too. <laughs> no, we can go wherever. I'm not worried about it. I just <laughs> do want to keep going. Yeah, so just. No, no, no. I'm kidding you. Um, it, it is all perception. Reality is what you think it is. I mean, that, that you know, the, the rules of cosmic reality, which, you know, I've written a book, Cosmic Reality, you can go onto the cosmicreality.com website, go to books, and, and you'll find a PDF that you can read online, Cosmic Reality. It's, two, it's like two books in one. And... The co the cos rules of cosmic reality that I was given, you know, reality is what you think it is, majority rules, 
Number three is anybody in control of a given reality will keep everybody else from knowing rule one and two. And it goes on from there. And yeah, I think I think in that book there might there might be 12 cosmic reality rules. These things are like when I got the first set of them, somebody just put them in my head. I went, whoa. And then I said, can you give me that again? And I wrote them down because I wanted to make sure I got it just the way it was said. When we look at the the rules, the rules are, and that's why I'd like you to read the book because they taught me what the rules meant by what they, what my life was being, what I was being guided to do in my life. So when you follow the rules of cosmic reality, they're very simple, but boy, they are profound. You begin to realize, okay, it's all energy. I can control it by the way that I think. And if I get enough people who are agreeing in the basic scenario, the basic storyline of how I'm seeing it, then that's what's going to happen. The, the reality is going to morph into that new reality. So how do you get there? Well, you get it from, you know, being awake and aware and, and, and just being happy and loving and just being this really good energy, sort of a reflection of what you want God to be. That kind of a of of being this and knowing that you're all knowing, you just haven't kind of remembered it yet. If you're coming from from the reality from that standpoint, then you are in a energy frequency that more that is more in resonance with manifestation. In other words, somebody that really isn't together in their own beingness. You tell them this stuff, they're not going to be able to do it because they haven't fixed their insides. They haven't come from the concept of just make, I want to make myself a better person. I want, I want to make myself a better person. So you, you begin to just correct the things. You watch yourself. You, you interact with your own mind, the way that you're looking at things. If you can make that those changes inside yourself, those changes will change reality. But if you don't get to that point, if you we can give you all the secrets in the world of manifestation and control. But if you don't get to that point, none of it's going to work. So, again, we've got to look inside of ourselves and just do the best we can every single minute of the day. And it's not hard. It's just realizing that, see, one of the things that they kept, they, they, they took away from us is this concept of thinking that we are unique and special. We're created by God. God must have needed us for some reason. So we are special. Every person is special. But they took that away. They're trying to make us into all, you know, everybody thinks the same way. Everybody does the same thing. Hell no. That's a boring universe. The universe of uniqueness and energy and isn't it ironic that they want everybody to be the same but at the same time they're pushing this agenda for the transsexual thing women that are men men that are women i thought they wanted everybody to be the same so it's like make up your mind what do you want <laughs> oh nancy i was gonna let you know jalissa did just join us i think she had a comment maybe or about yeah hello everyone Hey, Jalissa. 
Hi, so I just I was um, just got done dropping off the kids at school, but I was able to catch part of what you all were talking about with uh, dying and um, what Derek had mentioned about his experience uh, briefly, but definitely wouldn't recommend physically dying or even having to get to that point. Um, some of us are fighters, though, and don't want to <laughs> change certain aspects of us. Um, so I think it's uh, can be a little bit more intense for some people, but um, you know, I'll, I I think a lot of um, a lot of us need to like have certain aspects of ourselves die out and just no longer be because it's uh, it doesn't need to have as much control over us anymore. Like for instance, like anger. Like does do you um, just always be in a state of anger or getting pushed to that so quickly? It's like, oh, well, it's not that it's completely died out, but it's like once you have that understanding or awareness that you don't need to be triggered so quickly, then it just, you know, fades away, but it's still there to access because it needs, it, these are all like lessons and, you know, um, we're all encompassing. So all these, um, I guess, emotions we all have, whether or not we have access to it or have opened up to it or we've had it too much and then we just don't need it as much, if that makes sense. I'm rambling all over. <laughs> it's okay because women process thought energy five times faster than men, according to Dr. Costa, so you're right up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, at least, you know, for me personally and for a lot of people I've spoken to, it's like, oh, they don't think that they, um, you know, they're a completely different person. And it's like, yes, we we can change and grow, especially once we become aware of the things that we don't like about ourselves or want to work on. Then, like, the people that are willing to look at those things and work on themselves are able to, you know, uh, push that aside and it really is no longer them. But that doesn't mean that they don't still have access to it. So, that person. Oh, and, and also the the clarity well, it's okay. I think it's okay to want to change things in yourself because it's something that's affecting you negatively. It's something that you. Re I realize that this is not taking me anywhere. But be be careful because unfortunately we have to deal with our with our childhood conditioning, and like my my mother is a manifesting generator, and on all her life they programmed her incorrectly. They told, oh, you're this, oh, you're that. So she grew up disliking herself and having this resentment and this negativity about herself, and she's perfectly normal and natural. But she was programmed the other way. It was programmed it, like being natural is wrong. <laughs> so you have to be careful. What is it that you want to change? Are you wanting to change something that's natural in you and it's not hurting you at all? Because or are you you're trying to become something that you're not? You're trying to be like, for example, they program all the people around her. They were as imperfect as can be, yet they demanded that she make no mistake at all, zero mistakes. So how can you go through life like that? What kind of childhood can you have when you're being taught that one single mistake is like the end of the world? So how that that you know how that impacts on the mind of a child? And then it, it impacts the life, the life of an adult because you go through life thinking, oh, I'm so wrong. Oh, I make so many mistakes. Look, look at me, my human design, my profile is 
I, it's a trial and error process. It means I learn what doesn't work. What does it mean in English? I make mistakes left and right. That's the way that my process works. Do I think I'm, I'm, I'm faulty? I shouldn't be alive? No, it's the way my, my, my vehicle works. So that changing is fantastic. Just, just me be mindful that you're not changing something that's actually good and natural in you. And you're changing something that's really affecting you negatively. So essentially, you need to know what your human design is before you make these decisions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, Jalissa, you had um, expressed through Derek, I think, um, so interest in having your design done. Do you want to do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm always uh, fascinated and willing to learn more about myself because I think, you know, once people reach that state in their life of wanting to be able to change whatever it is about themselves or wanting to learn and grow more, well, then they start, you know, asking themselves, uh, why am I the way that I am? What, you know, why do I do the things that I do? And then, it, you know, they start opening up all these different, <laughs> different things that have happened to them uh, throughout their life. And um, start moving forward. I guess uh, you know the human design is just another great aspect, and learn more. Well, you gotta watch your mic because every time you you unmute it, it we get that sound. But what I would like you to do right now, Walt, is because we've got about three minutes, is to just give the background in the human design and how it came about. And then after the break, we'll do a, a little human design analysis of Julissa. And so, Julissa, what you need to There's do only three minutes. You, you, you want me to describe the human design system in three minutes? Okay, all right. We'll play the... <laughs> All right, I thought you could do that, but um, <laughs> hey, we're going to play uh, Craig Stewart, Shanghai. It's a little early, but not much. And then afterwards, if uh, Jalissa, put your uh, date of birth in, in the chat, uh, the Skype chat, Derek, and uh, so that Walt can see. And time, and birth, time of birth, date of birth, and place of birth. Okay, so here we go. We're going to take a three-minute break. We'll be right back.
people is coming. It's never gonna go away. And welcome back to Shanghai Reality. It is September 20th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condent, Julissa Helms, Mark Joseph, and Walt Silva. So, um, okay, uh, Walt, did you want to give us an overview? Uh, once you give me the, uh, you don't have the information from Julissa yet? Go ahead, so. Um, oh, we looking for your information. It's all right. Okay. Do you want her to just tell you it, Walt, or do you want it like typed in or something? Well, if you if you give it to me on on the Skype chat, then I can enter the data on the website and get their chart. There you go. Got it. I'm opening that up now. So we can chit chat. Uh, go ahead. So what we're talking about is the human design, and Walt has done mine before. Um, <clears throat> I got to find that because I saved it, Walt, but. That thing was like extremely interesting in how intricate and detailed it got. Um, my head started spinning about five minutes into it. I find that hard to believe. Your head was was spinning years before that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> um, she's, it's in chat now, Walt. So whenever you're ready. Um, okay. But we can chat about whatnot beforehand if you got to do some uh, tinkering on your end. Well, I need to work on the computer, so I'm going to exactly. mute you. Yep. So he's going to take uh, oh, Nancy, go so ahead. What, what, did, what, what are you then? Uh, oh, gosh. Well, I mean, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a generator, but I'm sure there's other terms. And let me think, where can we find my, huh? I'll open email and see if I can find it in there, the one Walt sent me, but it was, it's not there's projector, there's yeah. generator, yeah. there's manifester. I'm looking through my emails. They're all shit happened here. Seems like there was another one. Gosh, and we did it a couple years ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I keep my emails. So I'm scrolling through them just looking for attachments, but um, uh, we'll see what we can find here. 
Um, <clears throat> so we can talk about whatever you want while I'm searching for this and while Walt's doing that. Um, running Jalissa's because it'd be interesting to see. I think I thought we had them like done side by side or something. I'm talking to Jalissa. Well, we had a podcast where we found some free sites that you could do it. And oh. so we did it really quickly, but then I was like, I might have messed up on the time. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes, because I did 12.51 p.m. instead of a.m. or something, so. <laughs> okay, but hopefully you had your birth birthday right, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to find this one, Nancy, so we may have to. Maybe it's saved on Walt's computer if it, if it saves the... Uh, he's, pro he's probably got it, yeah. Yeah, probably. So we'll, we'll just talk about it or whatnot now. But that was a generator, I believe it was. and um, Because it gave oh, me a hope for the... Uh, I was just curious. Yeah. So, um, so but when, when you read it, it it gave you more... See, when, when he first started doing it, and he, and he, he didn't... I don't think he did a... I don't I don't really remember because it was so many years ago, but when he started talking about it and he did my chart or whatever it was, you know, it was like, oh, I mean, there there were little things that just were like, oh, you know, like opened up a whole avenue of explanation as to why certain things would happen. And I think I'm a projector, and I think that projectors have to be asked to do something. And man, when, when once I started realizing that some of the problems I have with people is that I know what they should do. I just, I just know what we need to, you know. I just know it. And so if I make a suggestion or or something, you know, it's like. It sounds they they don't want to hear it. But if somebody says to me, "How can we do this?" and I go, "Bum bum 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 bum," then boom, no problems whatsoever. And I realized that when he when he said that, that it's a matter of being asked to do it. So it changed the way that I operated with people. And this was I'm talking, you know, eight years ago, maybe six, yeah, probably eight years ago. He started talking about this, and so what I would do is that. If I knew I was in that situation where I really clearly could see, okay, we need to do this, but that if I tried to push it, they would just not even hear me. So what I would do is I, I learned to ask questions that let would lead them to say, oh, what do you think about doing this? That it was almost like their idea. And if I had known that when I was a kid, my goodness. I could have been manipulating all sorts of people, <laughs> you know, instead of button heads against people that didn't understand me. Um, so, so learning these weird techniques is something that is going to be beneficial to you. Anybody, even if you just get one little teeny thing out of it, it'll make. Well, it like. I, I, I was right about my suspicion about Julissa. <laughs> she has a defined root center just what uh, the doctor ordered mr condit has an open root center that he has to do three things at once and a fourth one before he's done because he's got an open root center that means he's always under pressure to do and the more things he does it kind of alleviates that pressure but then it comes back again so once you're aware that you're under that pressure you don't have to be rushed to do three things at once 
but in case of Julissa, she has the defined root center. So when somebody is in your proximity and their definition hits your, your open centers, so his open root center gets her def definition. So I suspect that when they're together because they're, they're working, they're talking about something, whatever it is, they're in the same room together, he doesn't feel that pressure so much to be finished with something. I mean, he can, but he'll do it later. <laughs> I don't know how close I am. <laughs> no, that's interesting. That's accurate. <laughs> so she, she's your your Valium pill. If you if she asks you, uh, Julissa, come over here. I need a Valium. That's it. That's it. She just has to go walk in and sit in the same room. <laughs> in order yeah, to come here. yeah. No, you've got it pretty much on the money. So that's interesting. <laughs> it would show that in the um, the human design chart. What else does it show that? Well, it's uh, she reminds me of my mom because she's got a, a defined splenic center. That means her intuition is dead on. It's, she has a defined intuition center, but her intuition is not her inner authority. So here, here here's the tricky part for for people that have this this definition is that yes, your your splenic center is is on, meaning that it's it's always has the same energy it's it's always pumping out the same energy and the the, the splenic center is, is is your feeling of good it has to do with protecting you it has to do with uh, the sense of being uh, for example the splenic center is what tells the gazelle uh, watch it there's a, a a lion hiding under the underbrush it keeps you safe because it's constantly warning you, you watch out for this, watch out for that. But because it is not your inner authority, don't if you listen to your intuition when you when you need to make decisions that have to do with you. And I, I don't mean decisions like, okay, what shoes to wear, or should I brush my teeth now or wait till later? No, I mean decisions that entail you and everybody else. Your children, your husband is you and everybody else so when that time comes you have to decide on something if you use your splenic center meaning you use your intuition you're going to make mistakes it's you're going to be confused because it's like you know my intuition is telling me this my intuition is telling me that why isn't this working out well it isn't working out because your intuition is not meant for you your intuition is for others when people come to you with questions, with advice, whatever they want to tell you. They want to tell you some anecdote, something that's happened to them, and they just want to hear your opinion. They want to hear your take on it. You are going to be shining because that's exactly what they need to hear. Your intuition is there to help others. Your intuition will tell them what they need to hear in order to get something done. I mean, something that is correct for them. So that's that's the, the balancing act where people like my mother or people like you, where your inner authority, in your case, like in my mother's case, is the solar plexus. The solar plexus is is uh, very important because it, 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 it is actually like an indicator of this evolution of, of humanity because of all the centers in the body, and there are eight centers, there are, you, of all the centers in the body, and there are, we 
have nine centers. You know, the the old seven-centered human, they're extinct. They died off prior to the year 1780. Because ever since 1780, when Herschel discovered uh, the planet Uranus, I mean, everybody started being born with eight centers. So, you know, all the old folks, the, the next thing, all the, the guys who wrote all the, the books, like all the religions, they're extinct. They don't, they're not around anymore. So now we have a nine centered beings and one of those centers is the solar plexus. And what's most important is that while in, in human design, some centers have to do with energy, other centers have to, are motors. That's what, that's their, their job. They're actually motors like your, your sacral center. It's a, it's a motor. The job is to generate energy. The solar plexus is the only center of all nine centers that is both a center of awareness and it's a motor. So it's right now we're in the middle of seeing it evolve. It, it, you're actually evolving into what a lot of people are talking about, um, especially in the new age movement. A lot of people are talking about, you must have heard of the term emotional intelligence. It's interesting that it, there's so little of it. <laughs> Some very few people actually mastered emotional intelligence. They are either controlled by their emotions or they have no emotions what to speak of. In your case, you have to, you have intelli emotional intelligence, but emotions and feelings are completely different things. They're different subjects because whereas emotions are creation of the mind. I mean, you, you witness something, an event, a picture, something, and you get a, and the mind builds an emotional response to it. But it's a, it's a mental construct, whereas feelings are real, real energies. Uh, whereas uh, you, you've heard of the term, a uh, picture is worth a thousand words, whereas you could uh, explain something in a few words, showing a picture about it, it's even more. And that's the difference be between the, the, that is what defines feelings, is that with a simple feeling, you have a huge, volume of information contained in that single feeling. And that is different from emotion. Emotions are just mental constructs. So what happens to a person like you who has a defined solar plexus is that you are constantly riding a wave of emotional energy. Mind you, I did not say emotions. I said emotional energy. What does that mean? It means that you're not bipolar. No, you are not depressed, you're not manic and depressive. No, it's just you're constantly reading this, this wave. So there is no truth for you in the moment. They can't be because this moment you're up here and this moment, the, this next moment you're down there. You're not sick. You don't need psychotropic drugs. You, need it, you don't need anything to balance. It's the way the solar plexus functions. So when you have to make a decision, you don't have to make a terrible, come up with terrible lies or excuses. All you have to do is just give yourself a reason. You, you need to wait. So when people, someone comes to you and says, hey, Julissa, what did you decide? What are we going to do? No, don't force, don't let anybody force you into a split second decision because you, you, there's no truth for you in the moment. Just give yourself time, whether it's a minute, an hour, a day, it's important that you give yourself time because as you give yourself time, you're riding this wave 
of emotional energy. And that's how you get the clarity. Okay, this is what I should do. And that way you can make decisions correctly. One of the things that it goes against, it's kind of uh, funny because it goes against your nature. As a a projecting generator, projecting generators, they tend to be fast. Never ask, never, ever, ever ask a, a general, a, a manifesting generator to back, go back and double check their work. Oh no, they're going to quit. Forget about it. <laughs> they did it. They, they know it's right. Don't ask them to go back and recheck it. So manifesting generators is because you have the throat center, which is the center of manifestation that's defined and your, and your solar plexus is connected to it. So because you have a motor connected to the throat, you have this drive, you constantly have this drive to initiate action. Do this, do that. Oh, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, but you can't. You have to hit the brakes because you are a generator. Your inner authority is the solar plexus, which begs you to wait. Wait before you make the decision. Once you get the clarity, you will make the right decision that's for you. And my mother had this going on for her all her life. Her intuition was telling you this is the right thing to do. Her uh, 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 manifesting generator drive told her, "Okay, do it now," because you know you, you're following what you're feeling. And she would make mistakes one after the other after the. And I said, "Because you're you're making decisions incorrectly for you. You have to give yourself the time." When she started getting into the habit of giving herself the time. She, she noticed something is that the things that she was deciding were all the, all the right choices. She was automatically, she started making all the right choices. All she had to do was wait. It didn't matter if it was a day, if it didn't matter if it was a couple of hours. All, all that matters is that she did not make a split-second decision. She just let herself wait. By doing that, she got the clarity to know, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And it worked. <laughs> she started noticing a pattern. Every time she would wait, she would wait before making. And the, and the thing is that, depending on the of the on the people on your life, some people don't want to wait. They want you to okay. Oh come on, this business of waiting again. Just tell me. Just, just tell me what did you decide to do? No, like I said, I will. I will get back to you. I'll sleep on it. I'll think about it. I, I will give you an answer, but it's not an answer now. And if you don't, and if it's not good enough for you, well, goodbye then, because there's nothing I cannot give you an answer this very moment. Your body won't let you, because that's, that's your inner authority. Now, int- interesting is that you have an open heart center. Two things for you. Number one, stop promising things. Stop promising anybody anything, even yourself. If you start promising things, yes, I will get it done. Yes, I will be there. Yes, this, yes, that. Uh, your, your digestion is going to take a hit. You're going to suffer for it. Because one of the things the heart center does, it rules the digestion. And you don't have the defined energies to follow through with your word. People that have a defined heart center, they have a defined, they're the people like, um, you know this guy, the the motivational speaker. What's his name? Anthony Robbins, is it? The guy who who draws so many so many people and they and he talks to them for like 
<laughs> and he talks to them and he charges them and you're ready to take on the world by the horns because he he pumps you up and what happens is he's got a defined heart center you have an open center so when you when you're in the physical presence of someone who has a defined heart center their definition hits you and you feel like it's your definition because you feel that defined heart energy oh yeah i can take the world by storm i can i can build a castle in a in a week no you can't it's not your energy you're feeling it yeah but it's not your energy so people that have an open heart center the beauty of it is that you don't have to prove yourself to anybody not even yourself i mean you can prove yourself if you if you feel like it like you want to do that today yeah i'm going to prove myself no but you don't you do not have to prove anything to yourself because you have an it's an open heart center so don't 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 give your word yeah uh, it'll be done by then no don't do that what I, I had to learn the hard I had terrible problems with my digestion and I learned this about human design so what I would do when people ask would I mean about something this or that something being done instead of promising yes it'll be done by such a time or oh yes it'll be done by such a date no what I would say I'll do my best I'll work on it anything to avoid specifying a specific time or a specific date or a specific place just yeah i'll work on it and what happens is um, first it fixed my digestion i don't have digestive issues anymore and but then what happened is something more interesting is that i was completing my tasks even before the time i would i would be thinking i guess i'll, I'll be done by tomorrow no even before tomorrow came i was already done because i never wasted any energy trying to put that in time I was just following my my in my design and I was just okay I'll work on it and it will chances are is that I would finish always before my before the time that I guess I would love I thought I would be done two days from now well I guess I was done hours later so it, it always followed through that it would be it, it the correct thing was not to not to keep promising like Oh yeah, I'll promise I'll get it done. Oh, I'll promise I'll be there. Oh, I'll promise. No, stop promising anything to anybody. It's not because you you don't have the defined energy to follow through with that promise. People with a defined heart center think about the opposite. They're constantly having to prove themselves. They don't have a choice. It's like they're always proving that they can do it. It's, 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 in, it's part of the design. They have to prove that they're doing something. So this is, when you think about it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> always, always having to prove yourself. Uh, the other thing is like uh, that white square in the center, that's at the G center. Uh, in your case, it's open, it's undefined. Uh, these are the kind of people that treat me like I'm their butler. <laughs> Because the thing is that with people with a G center, um, they're kind of like magnets for life. They keep attracting life. So, for example, let's say you, wherever it is that you're living, uh, you've made up your mind that you, I'm going to move to a new place, for whatever reason, money, geography, whatever, for whatever reason you you feel like you want to move to another another place, a new place. So all you have to do is. Talk to the people that you know, talk to your friends, uh, 
go to a real estate office and say, I'm on the market for a new apartment and tell them what you want. And then you walk away. And all you have to do is just sit down and wait, because what will happen is all these people will start coming to you with information. So your friends, your relatives, acquaintances, someone you met just only once years ago, for there people are going to come out of the woodwork because that's the power of the, the undefined G center. The, the it comes to you. The what you are needing, what you are wanting, it just comes to you. You just have to tell people, this is what I'm wanting, this is what I'm needing, and it comes to you. I know this because my next door neighbor was <laughs> she has an open like this, and it's like. That's it. All she has to do is, uh, if the phone is ringing, it's got to be Phyllis because she needs something. It's not. She's not being mean, because she was. She was always paying me for all my work. But it's just like, it automatically they draw to them the people that they need to fulfill what they're looking for. So it's actually a convenience. Yeah, if you think about it, uh, you have a defined th throat center, which is your center of, of manifestation. That means you, you express yourself the same way. Uh, interesting that actors and singers have the throat center undefined, and that gives them the power to change how they express. They can express themselves like softly, loudly, in a rough way, or, or they can express the, the way themselves. Like, like I said, it, it's like um, I'm always reminded what my father said about um, Benjamin Franklin is that when he he would say that when he was speaking with statesmen that how he spoke and when he had to go to the port and speak to sailors he he would talk to them like sailors so he was always adjusting his expression to the circumstances he was around and, and to whoever he was talking to in your case you don't have a choice you're going to express yourself as you are regardless of who's in front of you, because you your throat center is defined. Um, the two triangles on the top are the head center and the Ajna center. One is uh, your thinking process. I'm the same way. I have the two, the two triangles defined. When these centers are open and defined, it means that, that your thinking, the way you process thinking, is completely open and restricted. I mean, the, there will be circumstances where you will, maybe you will think about it in a linear fashion. A, F, uh, after B, then there's, you know, it, one, two, three, everything in a linear fashion. And then there will be circumstances or events where you'll just make these huge quantum leaps. You'll get to the letter P and you just, you were just looking at A and from A you went to P because you already knew what you know, how the solution was to be met. So your thinking is very wide, very open. It's not fixed. And the beauty of when these two are open like that is that, uh, and I had to experience this and I had to experience it the hard way by, by not doing it, anything, and, I'm, and I mean anything with capital letters, anything and everything that you worry about, I don't care how serious the subject is. I'm, I'm being serious with you. Anything and everything you worry about will do you no good what, whatsoever. Not, anything that you worry about has no use for you. You, you can be, I, I don't care if you're obsessed about the most 
sensitive subject, it will come to pass that whatever you were suspicious about, whatever you, whatever was worrying you most, will never come to pass. I mean, I could have spent a thousand years worrying about what could send me to the hospital. That didn't. That didn't happen. What ended up sending me to the hospital was one thing that it never would have occurred to me if I lived 200 years. I, it never would have crossed my mind that that what was going to send me to the hospital. So I'm telling you from experience, do not worry about anything. I don't care how much you, I, I don't care if you enjoy worrying. Or maybe it's your best pastime in the world. It's no use. It, it'll never help you. Whatever you're worrying about will never come to pass. It's just a waste of energy. <laughs> also, sorry. Oh, no, go on. Go on. Oh, yeah. oh no, you can keep going. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> well, you you have the the four six profile. That's it. Uh, even though the human design tells. I mean, by now you must have guessed that this has layers upon layers upon layers because there are so many elements to the human design and, and we're barely, barely caressing the surface. Uh, despite the, the centers in you that are open and undefined, you have to say, okay, this is these are the features of my vehicle, but there are still other elements that define how your vehicle will navigate that reality. So in the in there's a thing that they call the profile, and those numbers are derived because human design not only takes into account the moment of your birth, but it takes into account the moment of your conception. So when you're looking at the at the body graph, you have the red numbers on the left, which is what happened nine months before you were born, and then the black numbers on the right, which is the personality. Now, they say in, in human design, the personality is the part of you that you are aware of because it's your personality. And the design is the part of you that you're not aware of because it's something that you access through the, um, the what, what do you call it, the uh, unconscious. Well, I disagree with, the, uh, with that because, especially if you're a, the kind of person that likes to meditate, there are ways to access your, the unconscious. You can access features of your design. So for example, uh, the in human design, they look at the, the, the lines of the I Ching. So you have the six lines on, on, on the trigrams. So in your on your on your uh, personality side, you have a fourth line. In your unconscious side, you have the sixth line. Now the fourth line, it's it's very interesting because in the fourth line, the person is very, um, this is the kind of person that had tons of friends or knows a lot of people. And, and they have, you know, friends that they, they meet and they get together with, but they have an interesting dynamic is that, yeah, they like friends and they like the company, but leave me alone. <laughs> that's that's, that's a, something about the fourth line. Yeah, they love the they love they love seeing friends and 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 whatnot. But you know, just leave me alone. That that it's it's in their nature. And the sixth line is interesting because it's um it's a line of of mutation. It's the next it's the next thing because it the sixth line is like the roof of the house. 
and whatever exists beyond it. So uh, I don't know it much in depth, so I, I don't want to tell you more and tell you wrong, but I know that it has to it has to do with uh, the mutation because what happens is the the sixth line follows the the, the Saturnian cycle of thirty years. So in the first thirty years of life, you'll have one type of experience. After that, you have a different experience because in the first in the first thirty years of life, at the unconscious level, you have you have to ride the the trial and error line. So you're constantly making mistakes. I uh, I know you're very young. You're like, are you thirty yet? Or thirty eight? Thirty eight. Okay. So you already passed. So you're on you're on the you're on the roof. So right now you're you're actually you're you're actually taking a, a vacation from your thirty the first thirty years, because the first thirty years of your life you were constantly making mistakes, weren't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well after the thirty years you feel oh finally I can take a rest now. So good for news for you is that you have another thirty years, but after the your 60th year, you have to come down off the roof and you have to live by example because you have to show everybody the example of what it means to be Julissa. You don't have a choice. You have to show others the example of your life. That's what happens with Nancy. Nancy had to come down the roof. She was she was living her happy life in her in her uh, <laughs> domain, but she had to come down the roof off the roof and she has to do this thing with Shanghai. To change the masses, she didn't have a choice. She had to live the example of what it means to be Nancy. Only she can do that. Nobody else can do it. So, but you're not there yet. It, that that'll happen on your sixtieth year. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're right on with everything. Thank you for that. So, so the, the the thing that I wanted to clear up uh, with somebody else I was in in conversation with was the subject of of the free will and this is this is where people get confused unfortunately in human design the focus is so much on the human design per se i mean that that's the name of the whole thing human design is that they don't view things from the perspective of the soul or the spirit so at the soul level, yes, you do have free will, but you're dealing with a vehicle. So the vehicle doesn't have free will because, for example, a boat doesn't have the free will to go take off flying like a plane because it's a, a plane is a different vehicle than a boat. So you th there are fixed ways in, in which your vehicle will function. But here's the, the part that's important. Yes. Your, you have a fixed way of how your vehicle will function, but not your soul. You have a, your soul has free will because the, the soul has the power to alter your reality by the focus of the consciousness. That's that's the part of in the human design that they don't they don't clarify that they don't they don't they just tell you 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 don't have free will. There's no such thing as free will. Oh, it's just a it's just a fantasy. Well, it is true for the body, but not for not for the soul. <sighs> Hold on a second. I need to.
it's amazing, it's, uh, especially with the solar plexus part with uh, writing emotions and it did take me to about year 30. Jalissa, <laughs> you need to get closer to the mic, hon. Oh, sorry. Um, well, what he was saying with the solar plexus and writing, you know, the emotions, and it did take me till about. Sorry about that. that. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you, Walt. Uh, that. That's great. Uh, to I hope I didn't. I, I hope I didn't bore you much. I'm just. I was sitting over here giggling the whole time because I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, so now you know how to. Now you know how to. Bring down your boss a few a, a few notches when he's like over when the he when he gets hyper, you can say just just sit down, boss. Now let me bring you a cup of tea, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's jotting down all kinds of notes in here. Well, I don't know that you're helping my cause. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's important. I mean, oh, this is. is you you agree that everything is energy, right? Oh. So number one, that's our how our energies helping each other, how we're complementing each other. We need that. We need that song and dance because otherwise we're not going. To, what? Who's going to give it to us? Technology is not going to give it to us. So we we need this interaction of our energies because that's how we bring make things make sense. So that that's how we. I mean, one of the things that they don't, um, they do mention it, but they kind of mention it in a haphazard kind of way. I don't know why they, they beat around the bush, bush around this. But you are aware of the subject of karma and the effect it has on life. I mean, some people say, oh, there is no karma. Some people say, oh, yes, there are karma. I mean, there are people, there are both, there are players on both sides of the fence. So some people are like obsessed beyond everything. Well, Yes, there is karma, because what happens is we, since we learned not to live by our design, they, we were moved to make our decisions based on the mind. And the mind doesn't know you. It doesn't know you at all. And I, and I, and I can prove it quite simply. If your mind knew you, let's say, oh, yeah, you, you can say, you can say the argument, oh, my mind knows everything there is to know about me. Okay. Then why, if you're going to buy that new dress or you're going to buy that new house or if you're going to buy that new car, why do you need to sit down with pen and paper and write pros and cons? Why? Doesn't it already know what is the right answer for you? The, the, the correct answer is the mind doesn't know you. That's why it comes up with pros and cons. So what happens is that every time we make decisions from the mind, they are wrong decisions, and the wrong decisions have karmic consequences. So, this is the this is a part where I'm going to say something that might sound revolutionary, but it's not. It's something natural. When you live your design, when you work based on your design, and you make decisions that are correct for you, well, guess what? You have no karma. You have no karma You are no karmic circumstances to anything you do because. You're just part of the symphony of all the energies of the universe. Now, so people are so terrified, oh, I don't want to be a cog in the, in the machine. Well, you don't have to be a cog in the machine, but you could be a flower in a plant or a fruit in the tree. Your, your energy is, is part of the concert of the universe. 
you so you don't have karmic consequences you're just being a natural being it's like for example when you when you have a garden are they all is the garden populated by all the same plant no there's tons of different plants that make up the garden and it's a gorgeous garden because they all play a role so when you live your design you don't have negative consequences to deal with you, you didn't do anything wrong everything you did you did in accordance to your design which is being in tune with the universe so don't you think that would be a great thing to be able to go through life without karma as long as, long as you're living based on the mind that yeah you're going to be caught with karma because they're all wrong decisions for you so that's a thing that scares a lot of people not having karma <laughs> Believe it or not, there are people who are obsessed with having lots of karma. I, I don't know why, but it happens. <laughs> like, you know, there, there's a, I uh, studied some yoga. I haven't been too in deep into it. You know, I just kind of learned um, a little bit of information because I was just drawn to it. But one thing that has always stuck with me is like kind of surrendering to myself. Okay. <laughs> so, like I, and then what you're saying about always I need to do for others. I'm like, I, you know, I can't. Uh, it's just about helping um, our community, helping, helping others and just continuing to share whatever I'm supposed to share. And that's with me getting out of my own way. I don't really necessarily like I guess physically, mentally I don't have all that awareness or understanding it there's a separation it just is and I can't even say it's channeled but it is kind of channeled so strange well even if you get channeled is even if you do get channel material that's not it's informational it's positive but it's not your inner authority your inner authority is your solar plexus whereas the one single thing give yourself time before you decide anything uh, like i don't know if it's an hour if it's half an hour i don't know if it's a day or i don't know if it's a week you whatever it is the magnitude of what you're deciding on you have to give yourself time because when you give yourself that time you're going to be riding your emotional wave and you get the clarity okay this is the right decision i need to make i mean my, my mom learned it hard way is like mistakes left and right and the problem is she was using her intuition and i told her your intuition is not for you it's for others and well can i can i interrupt here because i think please. that um people out there must be going like well but what is this where did it come from you know who who who, who created this whole uh therapy or, or concept or philosophy so can you just um go back to how who it was and how it came about? yeah for for people who want, who want to learn uh, a, a good uh, history on this look for the book living your design by linda stone she has a good story in it and it's a it's a good starter book for people who who do want to live their design uh over 20 years i, I guess it must be something like 30 years now in the island of ibiza in spain there was a canadian man i don't know what his name was uh his regular human name was because he chose the name ra uruhu 
because I, I believe the, the, the three words you represent um, an astro, astrological position in Indian astrology. So don't ask me more than that because I don't know any Indian astrology. And he was a school teacher and he was living in the island of Ibiza and uh, he was a nihilist, you know, the, the person who doesn't believe in anything. And uh, he lived in an abandoned uh, ruina, like a, an abandoned house, adobe house in the island. And uh, one night he he came back to the to the room, and he saw there was light under the uh, the, the the door, and he opened the door and he had a kerosene lamp. And the kerosene lamp was spinning on the table. And he, he's like, his thought is like, what the heck is this? What's going on? And all of a sudden he heard this voice. Uh, he describes the voice as the voice of an older woman who uh, was a chain smoking <laughs> person. Not an angelic voice by any stretch of the imagination. So this uh, is like, he she started this void that the voice told him what to write down so over the over the span of like eight days or something he was she, he was constantly hearing this voice and he was taking down notes so what he what the voice was describing this body graph uh she called a rave rave was the the physical design is how all the all the centers and all the circuits and how everything comes together so whatever whatever that was uh, i my own my own personal take on this i think he was he must have been in contact that that voice that he heard must have been uh, some ancient very ancient uh i don't know if it, if it anunnaki or something but some someone or some something from the groups that altered humanity because this was nothing, nothing more than the very blueprint of of the the human body. Now, why do I think some alien intelligence designed this blueprint? Why am I not saying natural? Because I can't, I, I can't say, I can't, I don't, can't, I cannot ascribe to the creator uh, certain terms like. Um, uh, I don't know, like sarcasm, because, for example, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Inside the head center, there are three gates. One of the gates is gate sixty-three. When that gate is defined, you are constantly re revisiting in the past events of the past, trying to find resolution for them. So you keep revisiting something that you did wrong or something that made you suffer or something that didn't work out and you try to change it in your memory like how to like uh, how would i do it different if i did it again now does that feel natural to you or do you feel a you know a benevolent creator coming up with this <laughs> i don't i mean i i'm glad i discovered that it exists and now i can ignore it because when i didn't know that thing was actually part of my makeup i would be obsessed i would be Re, reliving things of the past that made me no benefit to me at all, and yet I was 
compelled to do it because this thing was on. That is my explanation why I, I never thought this would. It, it was very advanced, and it actually, uh, against my own uh, e ego, against my own ego will, I had to admit that it worked, that everything played out the way it's supposed to play out. But I was still kind of angry. Why? Why this way? Why not that way? Like, for example, the concept of free will. Why, if I know free will exists, why do I have to accept that the design doesn't have free will? Well, because the design is a vehicle. Vehicles don't have free will. But you do. You have the free will to modify your reality. So then it made sense. Okay, that that I I can get that. I can get behind that. That makes sense to me. So the, uh, so in the end, I don't know. Maybe the the posse can tell you what was that voice that uh, Rao Ruhu heard so many years ago. But uh, for whatever reason, it, it it works. The the model that's being shown to us follows through. And it life does get better. While at least for me, in in Julissa's case, it's so fantastic that she's a generator. That means it all it takes is a week. Once once she gets her design explained to her and how it works, in one week, that's it. She's flying solo, no training wheels. In my case, I'm a, I'm a projector. It takes six months to be able to get it to be able to to get how your design works. So she's very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's so much like I like I was saying earlier, like surrendering to myself, just allowing, <laughs> but also having, you know, boundaries or just being aware of like whatever it is that I'm feeling, I guess, in my solar plexus and then trying to separate the mind uh, from, you know, playing tricks or like or, you know, going into a situation and uh, feeling just how I'm feeling before going well, and then just being like, okay, that's not me. That's somebody else. <laughs> to, to give you something from the mind, because the mind, like, uh, like I said, and um, in, in, for example, in Derek's case, the, the root center is open. The root center is where we get the pressure to do because he, his is always open. He has to, he feels this pressure to do. And the top one, the top triangle is the pressure to think. So, like he says, we actually exist on a pressure sandwich, the pressure to think and the pressure to do. Now, because our head center is open, we're always under pressure to think, and we're always under pressure to answer the questions in our head, because when you answer the question, you can alleviate the pressure. Finally, I answer that thing. Well, once you realize that's how your design works, you don't have to answer the questions. All you... All you have to do is pay attention to the interesting questions. Oh, I, that's an interesting question. I think I'm going to look for the answer for that. That sounds, but the rest of them you can ignore. They're not your questions. They're coming at you, and they're coming at you in accordance to the energies going through you. Like, for example, what things interest you, what things you like. That's going to be one of the filters that affects that energy, but they're not your questions. They're just coming at you. But they're not yours. You're not compelled to answer them. You can if you want, if that's entertaining, but you don't have to. Mm. That you are the kind of person, or like my case, we can do this thoughtless meditation 
where you think nothing at all? Because you don't have to, because your your head center is open. People that have the head center and the Ajna center defined, forget it. You you can't no matter how hard they try, they can't do mindless meditation. They can't because they, they just can't stop the thinking process. It's all the machine is always on. So in their case, it is the best the best thing to do is to suggest to them guided meditations, you know, where you have CDs with music and you have a soft voice saying, oh, you're you're now sitting in front of a lovely lake and you're seeing this light come at you. So, you know, a guided meditation because it, it engages the machine. But you can't ask them to do a mindless meditation. No, it won't work. They, they, they can't shut off the thinking machine. That's their job. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Well, because it took me a while to get to the point of just uh, shutting out the chatter. So. Yeah. Right. And it's isn't it fun when you do? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so quiet. Yeah. Finally, these people went home. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I guess with it being open, I've learned a few other things to do when. Um, it comes at me. I like. I'll have all of them going at once and doing it on purpose, and just con trying to confuse other stuff out there of information coming in. If that makes sense, I'm trying to talk around what I'm getting at, but using it as a tool just to allow it to go faster, but then to be able to slow it down or shut it off if I want. To. Well, yeah, like I said, you you have the uh, the power. You you get to choose what questions you want to. What subjects you want to cover? You don't. You don't have to answer every single one. The mistake that we made because we don't know how we function. We thought that these. Oh, these. This is in my head. Therefore, it's my thought. Therefore, I must answer. No, no, you don't. <laughs> you have an undefined head. You don't have to answer anything. If you can, if you find it interesting, but you don't have to. Yeah. But you know, we make mistakes. Why? Because. We got this machine and nobody told us how to use it. And, uh, and interestingly enough, the reason why I ended up finding and studying human design was because of Dr. Costa. When I was in, uh, in San Diego and he was in a, he was not the one doing the, the presentation at the, at the, at the, on the stage, but he was sitting among the crowd, among the audience and I don't know, I don't remember what they were talking about, but he end, uh, ended up speaking up and interjecting because he said, everyone is so obsessed with becoming an angel and becoming a, a spiritual master. Nobody what asks the question, what does it mean to be human? And that really hit me. And I, and I said, wow, you know what? He's right. I never even asked the question, what does it take to be human? So I guess my guides must have heard my question immediately because very shortly afterwards, I got uh, I was introduced with someone who knew this information, and I said, oh, "Of course, I resisted it because it it, it offended me so much <laughs> at the ego level." But no, it it actually it worked, and it answered so many questions. So it's interesting that you said that too, because so much of what we do here at Mystical Wares, and I've jokingly said, but um, with you know, I I mean it too, is that I feel like. Um, human 101. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we, we, this new reality, we have to learn to work on energy. 
that that business of living on based on chemistry we, that's going away little by little it's going away we are not living a chemical life anymore we're living an energy life Yeah, the more you realize it's an energy life or reality and you realize you can affect those energies, the more you can. Mm -hmm. It is just a, an aha moment. Actually, in chat, I <clears throat> was putting a couple comments. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll just chat right now um, on, on the show a little bit about, you know, protecting or arming yourselves from unwanted energies. And so what I, what I would suggest is, you know, I've talked about it before, is we realize, well, you can affect any energies, not just energies one through ten, whatever that is all energies come to that understanding and then so and then when i realized that myself i just sat down got in my head my imagination and emotions and started doing whatever recipe or protection armoring manifesting process i wanted to have done at the time um just went through it knew it was going to have an effect because i was working with again those invisible energies in myself to affect those outer energies and it just worked um and it's not a a set exact thing we need to do. It's really like I like to describe it, an understanding or aha moment that we each can have. Um, and it doesn't have to be followed up with a um, actual physical chakra activation or this, that, and the other. Remember, it's just an aha moment. It's a realization going, well, yeah, that can be done and then just do it. Um, and then it gets stronger as you go. It's like learning to ride a bike. No, don't focus yeah, on yeah. One of the things is that I have to thank you for uh demonstrating over and over again what I keep saying all the time, that creation comes from the top down, not from the bottom up. The energy comes first, the material comes second, and you keep demonstrating that over and over again. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. Oh, yeah. Well, physical is not even real anyway. I mean, yeah. You, you yeah. Story. yeah, you know that. We, we're not talking what, about that. What's, what's physical? Science has already demonstrated that physical matter is 90, 99% empty space. So then you're asking yourself, okay, what's physical about this physical body then? If it's if it's empty space, it's just it's just an image. It's being held together by a for by an energy field. Then and that's why that <laughs> exactly. Change your image. Change your own image. Get excited about it. That's emotion energies, and it's um, will help you manifest. So it's. It's, you know, the, you sum it up to the visualization, that kind of thing. Really, your thoughts are real. If we, the more we realize that, the more it becomes reality. Unfortunately, the the worst, the thought, the more real it is. <laughs> and with that, we have to say goodbye because we've got just about a minute and a half. Um, this has been an interesting discussion. Mark, are you there? <laughs> Because no, it's fun. Really had, yeah, he had, had a good time, even though we didn't get, you know, get anything much from your question list. I always have him make a list, and we so seldom use it. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. You want to um, say good night or goodbye? Thank you so much, Walt. That was uh, that was awesome. You're welcome. To hear more about myself. I really appreciate you doing that reading. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Mark, Walt, Nancy, everyone. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Walt, Nancy, Derek. Take care. And Walt will be on with me on Cosmic Reality between 6 and 8 tonight, Eastern Time. And following this is Cosmic Reality Chronicles. Very interesting talking about the super or the secret space program. So we appreciate you all for being here. Um, be safe. 
and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.